how to become attractive as a man, the power of identity. Today you're going to learn the steps that you'll need to take at a cognitive as well as at a practical level to become the most attractive version of yourself, to get more dates with the right kind of women and to find a high quality, meaningful and long-term relationship. Most men believe that there's some men out there that are just born attractive. He's tall, he's good looking, I'm just not like that, I'm an introvert, that's not me. Why that's not true, we're going to look at in a couple of minutes. I want to start the video off with a super important quote. The strongest force in the human personality is the need to stay consistent with who we believe we are, the power of identity. There's nothing more important to us as human beings than to stay congruent with our identity. Now you might ask, well, who are we? And there's a nature versus nurture debate. There's certain personality traits, without a doubt, that you are born with, that just make you up. And there's a nurture component where you've adopted certain character traits, certain habits, certain belief systems due to the influence you've exposed yourself to and due to the decisions you've made that have now shaped your destiny as well as the results in your dating and your relationship life. And what I want to make you aware of today is that you have absolute control over this area. Yes, you're born with certain personality traits and if you want to be happy, your life will have to be different to Joe's life who has to design and structure his life in a certain way, in a different way to be happy. That's true. Jordan Peterson says values can't be created. They can only be discovered. That's fair. But you can learn to communicate in a more effective way. You can learn the dynamics of attraction. And most of us, we surrender. We push the responsibility we have for the results in our dating and our relationship life to externalities, to the looks, to the circumstances, to the dating market in the US, online dating sites. We reject the responsibility that we actually have for creating an amazing dating and relationship life. Some people say, well, I'm just introverted. These people are extroverted. That's why it's easier for them. Let me tell you something. 80% of my clients are absolutely introverted. I am pretty extroverted. But I was also married to a woman who absolutely wasn't right for me because being extroverted doesn't necessarily help with finding the right kind of women. You can be extroverted in the wrong way. I was very confident in a lot of areas in my life, but I wasn't confident when it came to talking to women, when it came to conveying my personality authentically. So just because you may be introverted, perhaps you're a software engineer, you're a business owner, you're spending a lot of time in front of the computer, right? You're quite introverted. Your job doesn't require a lot of talking. Just because that's true doesn't necessarily mean that you can't become more attractive. And also, let's look at the science. What does it really mean to be an introvert? The only data that we really have available, according to Andrew Huberman, professor at Stanford University, is that being an introvert means you get more dopamine from social interactions than, intro than extroverts. Think about that for a second. Being an introvert means you get more dopamine from social interactions than extroverts. You might say that's a little bit counterintuitive. Why would I get more if I actually want more time by myself? But it makes sense because you're satiated quicker. You may only need two and a half hours of social contact where I might need six or seven hours and I want to keep going. So the dopamine for me is being dripped where for you, you get a whole lot more and then you like to go back and have private time by yourself. We all like time by ourselves. We all need time and social contact. It's just the proportions are different because of the amount of dopamine that's being released when you're spending time in the company of other people. So that's really the only difference. Being an introvert has nothing to do with communication skills. 
being an introvert has nothing to do with being charismatic. Because even if you choose to spend eight hours a day by yourself, the three hours, the two hours, the four hours that you choose to spend in social contact, socializing, meeting women, you can be effective. You can be charismatic. Because, by the way, you can, if you just learn to express yourself more authentically, if you learn to pay attention to the subtle dynamics of attraction, you can become attractive. If you have a good job or a good business, if you're ambitious, you have everything that it takes to learn those skills. It's not just that it doesn't come easy. Who gives a damn? The things that you've accomplished in your life, they didn't necessarily come easy to you. Yes, maybe you've had certain proclivities. Maybe you were naturally good at certain things, but you did have to put in a whole lot of effort. The only question you have to ask yourself is, what do I want and am I willing to pay the price to get it? What do I want and am I willing to pay the price to get there or not? Do I want an amazing relationship or not? If it's important enough to you, then take the steps necessary. Learn the skills. Put yourself out there. Learn to become okay with getting rejected. Because what's rejection after all? You lose the validation or the approval of a random stranger. You have lived your entire life without the approval or the validation of this random stranger. And now that you've offered yourself, that you told her, excuse me two seconds, you're really cute, I had to come and say, hi, my name is David, who are you? And she doesn't want to speak to you. All of the sudden, you question everything about yourself. Ask yourself these three questions. Who am I? Where am I going? And what kind of a woman would I like to have by my side on that journey? Read the book, The Three Questions by Jorge Bucay. Who am I? What kind of a man am I? What do I stand for? What am I willing to die for? What must people never say about me at my funeral? What do I want to be known for? Really dive down deep what you value, what makes you as a man. And even if you're not perfect in those areas, what do you want to be known for in 20, 30, 70 years down the line when you've died and there's a mass of people at your funeral, hopefully, who are grateful for your existence? What do you want those people to say about you? If you're really, truly anchored in who you are and the value that you have to offer to this world and the value that you can bring to the right type of woman, it doesn't matter at all whether a random stranger approves of your approach, whether a random stranger approves of your sense of humor. If you have nerdy hobbies like Star Wars, like Lord of the Rings, you like coding, you like climbing, you like hiking, whatever your nerdy hobby is, for me it's martial arts, for me it's personal development, social dynamics, whatever it is, own it. It doesn't matter whether a random stranger approves of it or not. You know who you are. You know the value that you bring to a relationship. And if you don't, write a list of 20 reasons as to why the right type of woman would be blessed to be in a relationship with you. What is it that you have to offer? Are you extraordinarily kind? Are you playful? Do you bring financial stability? Do you bring freedom? Do you provide the opportunity to travel? Are you a man who's genuinely committed to treating her like a queen? Are you good at intimacy? Do you play a musical instrument? Do you have an amazing social circle? Do you have above average problem solving skills? What is it that makes you unique? And I know most of us haven't been taught to think of ourselves as such. Oh, well, actually, I'm not that great. Society teaches you to keep your head down because if you become too confident, you make yourself vulnerable because if you stand out of the masses, all of a sudden you become a target online, in real life. People may reject you. You may be exposed to hate. This may happen, but you have to make the decision what you want. Do you want people who love you or do you just want everybody to say, oh, this guy's okay? 
He's nice. I like him. If you want some people in this world to really, really love you, you have to be okay with some people absolutely hating you. And that comes by expressing a strong opinion. That comes by putting yourself out there. You want to be like Moses part in the Red Sea. You want to be absolutely okay with certain women loving you and some hating you. Not because you're disrespectful, not because you're offensive, but purely because you express your personality authentically and effectively. You remove these filters. Political correctness is a disease. Get rid of that. Yes, in the workplace, if you work for a tech company, be careful, be calibrated. There's certain places where you can share your most raw and honest opinions. But in your private life, if you're on a date, you should absolutely share those with a person in a calibrated and in an effective way. Because how else are you gonna give her a chance to get to know you? So if you know that the right kind of woman would be absolutely blessed to have you in her life, it doesn't matter if several hundreds of other people reject you. It doesn't matter at all. So it doesn't come natural to you. It hurts a little bit. It's perfectly okay for there to be a little bit of pain along the process. Is the outcome important enough to you? What do you want and are you willing to pay the price to get there? Are you willing to expose yourself to rejection over and over again? Are you willing to expose yourself to a process of learning things about yourself, of getting rid of certain blind spots, of putting your ego aside, of putting your excuses aside? I don't have money, or sorry, I don't have time. I don't have, oh, I wanna work on myself first. I'm ginger, my teeth aren't perfect. Whatever it is, are you willing to get rid of those excuses? Are you willing to put the lies aside and to anchor yourself, to ground yourself in truth? Are you willing to look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm doing extraordinarily well in these areas, but when it comes to dating and relationships, I've been lying to myself. Every time I've walked by a woman and I've told myself I could approach her if I really wanted to, that was a lie. Every time you're in a bar and nightclub and you're standing next to a woman and you're waiting for something to happen and then it doesn't and then you tell yourself, well, I wasn't really that interested in her anyway and I could have if I really wanted, that's a lie. Stop that. Look yourself in the mirror and recognize that you are insufficient regarding your communication skills, not regarding your personality, not regarding your worth as a man. You are more than good enough. You don't need to add anything to your personality, to your worth as a man to be worthy of a relationship. You have to change your confidence completely. You have to change the way you view yourself, but you just have to improve your communication skills as well as your understanding of the psychology and the social dynamics that are at play. Once you learn that, you can become a much more attractive version of yourself because, by the way, being free and filtered and communicating at the level of emotion is way more important than having a symmetrical face. For women, looks are a secondary evaluation criteria when it comes to the selection of a long-term partner. For men, looks are really important. I know you probably might say, I don't need a model either. There should be some degree of physical attraction, obviously. And you might say, I care way more about the inner values. That may be true. For women, it's even less important on aggregate. Yes, if women only want short-term adventures, the look side of things becomes more important. And in our hookup culture these days, where all of that is glorified, you see women hitting on Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio looking kind of dudes. And that's fine. That's for the short-term term. But when it comes to women who actually want something for the long term, looks are a secondary evaluation criteria. The way you communicate your values, who you are, and the adventures she might be able to have with you, implicitly as well as explicitly, that matters a whole lot more when it comes to becoming the most attractive version of yourself. So here is my invitation. Redefine yourself. Examine the limiting beliefs you've placed upon yourself. Where have you limited yourself? 
Where have you said to yourself, I'm just this way, I'm just introverted. I remember back in high school, there was this one dude in our class, he was the cool guy, he was genuinely nice. Men liked him, women liked him, or boys and girls liked him, the teachers liked him, everybody liked him, he was cool, he got the swag, I liked him. And he seemed really happy with himself. There seemed to be a natural flow to his behavior and his way of expressing himself. The jokes he made, they were always on time. I remember this one time he even took a stick and he poked the girl in the ass and she laughed and she thought it was really funny. I'm not telling you to do that at all. But for some reason he was even able to do that and he got a positive reaction. And I always felt out of place. I liked him. I had my friends. But... I never felt that at ease with myself. I've never experienced up on like that back then. I've never experienced that level of social flow. Whenever I talked to girls, it was a disaster. They didn't like me. And eventually I then started overcompensating and being overly nice and friendly because I realized, well, that way I at least get some kind of attention and validation and approval for my existence as opposed to living in constant conflict. But I never felt that flow. And I'm sure you've made that experience today or over the last couple of years that there's some men who just seem to be better at it. And maybe you did what I did back in the day. That's just for them. They're just cool. They just got the swag. That's not really me. I'd like to encourage you to examine the limiting beliefs that you've placed upon yourself, that other people have placed upon yourself, the thoughts that are currently determining your reality, that are currently shaping your destiny. Re-examine them. Redefine yourself. Say, I am unstoppable. I am attractive. Yes, this is basic personal development stuff. But remember, in any area in life, 80, 90% of the results you're going to get come from the basics. Visualize, write down, I am a super attractive man. I contribute this to the relationship. I experience social flow. And even if you give it a future date, three months into the future, six months into the future, 12 months into the future, you can reshape yourself. Because understand, where do the results in your life come from? They come from your actions. Of course, there's certain things that happen on the outside that we can't control, but mainly it's the actions we take that produce the results in our life. Where do our actions come from? Our thoughts and our emotions. And thoughts produce emotions, and emotions also produce thoughts. That's called state-dependent memory. You've experienced that. If you feel really shit, be that frustrated or sad or angry or a little depressed, you're not even able to access a positive state of mind. So you have to go to the gym. You have to take care of your physiology. You have to view sunlight 30 minutes after getting up. Watch Andrew Huberman's channel. Take care of your physiology. Learn to master your mental and emotional state. Learn to master your emotions so that you're even able to access positive and empowering thoughts, but also control your focus. Really write down who you are and who you want to be because you truly only have a very limited time on this planet. In 50, 70 years, you're going to die. And whenever we think about that, we're like, that's not me. That's future David is going to die. Future David. But let me tell you something. 10 years ago, didn't you feel just like yourself the way you are right now? Didn't the, wasn't the experience of I the exact same I experience as when you were 15. And now, yeah, you may be more grounded in certain ways. You may have made more money and the external world has changed and your thinking has changed. But the experience of I is still the same, isn't it? So when you die at the age of 70, 80 or 90, the experience of I will still be the same. So it will come in the form of a now. You'll experience it then in the present moment and it will be you. There will come a time where your existence will be vanished. It'll be eroded. 
you won't be here anymore. So why don't you use the remaining 50, 60, 70, 80 years, maybe even 10 or 20, you don't know how much time you got left, to the fullest? Why would you let yourself be limited by what other people might think? Why would you rob yourself of one of the most beautiful experiences this world has to offer, which is an amazing relationship to an amazing woman, as well as high quality relationships to other men? You can become as attractive as you want to be if you make the decision.